0: So, hey guys, welcome back to Accelerated Real Estate Investor. This is Josh. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, in this episode of the show, I'm going to be interviewing Jake and Gino. Uh, Jake Stenziano was not able to join us for this interview, but his partner, Gino Barbaro, was able to join us. Gino and Jake are both experts at multifamily real estate investing, and they've achieved it in just the last couple of years, and they've created financial freedom that, for most people, uh, is is very tough to achieve, and for even for them, they thought wasn't even possible. Started their business back in 2013 with a desire to create long-term wealth in multifamily and escape the drudgery of their nine-to-five jobs and their small business. Gino was working seven days a week running his pizzeria, truly being stuck in the business, working in the business instead of on it. Uh, Jake was in the high-pressure sales role in pharmaceuticals and wanted to spend more time with his family. They have since gone on to purchase over 1,600 units of apartments They've held massive events, which they call M4, is coming up in October. And in this interview, we're going to talk about a few things. Gino and I, number one, we talk about how he is actually feeding 38,000 people through his multifamily investments and his Rand Cares Charitable Network. Number two, we're going to talk about how right now in the current state of the market, why the mom and pop deals... The deals that are 100 units and under are some of the absolute best deals to buy. Number three, we're going to also talk about the two types of deals that Gino loves to invest in in today's market. The first deal being the heavy lift and the second type of deal being the down the fairway deal. And we'll explain what that means. Number four, we're also going to talk about their favorite strategy for buying multifamily properties, which they call the refi and roll strategy. And in just the last eight years, how they've been able to pull out over $11 million in tax-free refinance proceeds through their refi and roll strategy. I also asked Gino questions about his favorite way to find deals, his favorite way to find money, his favorite book, his favorite way to decompress, and his favorite mentor that he's ever had. You're going to love this episode of the Accelerated Real Estate Investor with me and Jake and Gino. Here we go.
1: Welcome to the Accelerated Real Estate Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. If you're looking to retire early with forever passive income, you're in the right place. This podcast is the go-to destination for real estate investors, both active and passive, and multifamily apartment investors, new, intermediate, and advanced. Now, sit back, listen, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Real Estate Investor Podcast. So
0: Gino, listen, man, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me today on Accelerated Investor.
2: Josh, my pleasure, dude. Let's let it rip. Yeah, absolutely. I was on
0: your show, uh, man, uh, nine months ago already. Man, time Mm -hmm. time has passed, flown by. I'm excited to have you on the show. So Listen, tell me, tell our audience, what is something that you and Jake, I know Jake's busy today, couldn't jump on, but what's something you and Jake are working on today, like literally like this afternoon, next week, something that you're working on right now that really gets you going? What are you passionate for? What's something you're really excited about?
2: Well, we have what we call the Ram Power Wheel. It's multifaceted and multifamily. We have a property management company. We have an education company, a syndication company, a capital company, and the most one of my favorite parts is our Ran Cares. It's our charitable arm. We're doing a food drive. And I started back about two and a half years ago that I wanted to feed a million kids by 2030. I got the idea from a company called Sherpa. Every time they sell a product they, they do is they donate hours of education to kids in, in, in India, right? I, I thought that was amazing. So I said, how do, I, how do we do this? And, it, you know, talk is cheap. And, and what I've learned is you put something in and you don't get the result and you quit. So I started about two years ago and, you know, 1,000 meals, 1,500 meals, 2000. It was slow, Josh was slow growing, but I know one thing you need a team around you. So we got the team and right now we're at 43,000 meals and we decided end of March for the next two weeks, let's do this food drive. So right now to date, we're at 38,000 meals donated for this food drive. And if you want to donate, go to jakeandgina.com forward slash Rand cares Click on that link and click the donate. We're, We're partnering up with a company called Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee. They're an amazing organization. And, you know, Jake doesn't like to get hangry. You got to feed the kids. That That's his mission. His mission is to feed the kids. Next Friday, we're actually stuffing backpacks for kids because, you know, COVID's hit us. A, you know, we're fortunate, me and you. We, we do what we love to do. We can still make money during these times. There's a lot of people out there that have had a rough year, a lot, rough yes, last 12 have. months. And, you know, the best, you know, wh- however we can do to help. And Rand Cares was just a thought in our mind a couple of years ago. And now that all these different components are working in the business, it's really, you know, trying to give back. And this is one of the ways that we've decided to do it.
0: That's fantastic stuff. So you're able to give back, Gino, because you've had so much success uh, as a multifamily investor, as an authority in the apartment space, um, buying apartments. Let's let's talk a little bit more about your money-making strategy. So there's a lot of different ways to buy multifamily and apartments. There's a lot of different ways to create cash flow. Help me mm-hmm. understand your brand of cash flow. What is your favorite way to structure a deal? And what's your favorite way to make money in the multifamily apartment space?
2: Josh, when we first started out, it was just buy and hold forever. <laughs> that's all yeah. Jake and I knew, Heck right? Yeah. Uh, and for, so what we did is we created the buy right, the manage right, and the fi- finance right. That's the three pillars that we really talk about. When you're looking at a deal, those three pillars, you got to work on those three. So we've used creative financing. We've bought and held for a long time. We've flipped apartment deals. We've syndicated deals. Our favorite to date is the refine role. I mean, that's basically cash out refis. And, and the great thing about it is... Start out with a single family or a duplex. You know, try the process, buy it undervalued, push it up. Refi the money out. We've been able to refi over 11 million bucks on our portfolio, and you know it really wow. technically is a loan back to yourself. So you're not owing any taxes on that on that refi until you sell. So ding, ding, ding. It's not what you make; it's what you keep. keep. So I, you know, when I was a pizza guy, I, I was in the restaurant for years and years. You know how many pies I got to sling to? You know, two hundred <laughs> right. grand a year. I, I think like pizza, about those. Man. I think about those pies flying in the air. I'm like, I just refi out two hundred grand in a property or five hundred grand in a property. You know, not need pizzas. I got to sell and I keep all the $200,000 and I roll it into the next deal. Now, I want everyone yeah. to picture a conveyor belt out there. This is not going to happen overnight. This is why a lot of us fail in this business. You got to become an entrepreneur. You got to think long. The conveyor belt, start stacking those assets on the conveyor belt. You know, Josh, you guys have done this beautifully as well. Once those assets start to matriculate, it may take you 12 to 18 months for an asset to go cycle to get that deal repositioned. But once that deal's repositioned, you get that money out and you buy it into the next deal and you keep stacking those assets. And once you stack those assets and the conveyor belt gets full, man, by year three or year four of your journey, you're like, you know what? Rand cares. Here we come. Here we
0: come. Heck yeah. I mean, you know, compare that to this, and this might be an easy comparison, but, and it's sort of a rhetorical question, but a lot of people, that you know, 30, 40 years on the hamster wheel, even if they're a highly paid executive yeah. or a doctor or an attorney or somebody that owns a business, but they're just constantly grinding out 60 hour weeks to make good pay, you know, you and Jake had successful careers. I had a successful career before I got into real estate. Making that pivot into this is is, is different. It's hard. And it's tough to go from having this transactional mentality of yes. how can I make as much money today, kind of slave and save to having this little bit. And you're not even talking like a 30 year long term uh, mentality. You're talking like how can I just stack things up for the next 24 to 60 months, really the next two Mm -hmm. to five years. So talk about the mindset shift that you, your students, people that follow you, that you're kind of empowering people to take on this mentality. It's a different Mm -hmm. mentality It starts there. And then your body, your mind is going to follow what you're thinking. When I started to make these longer term investments, man, it was, it was almost like a weight off my shoulder. I was like, for me, I had to get comfortable with maybe making a little bit less money in the short term, mm-hmm. because I wasn't going to be as transactional to being in a situation where I'm like I'm really building for long term. Like you know, family offices often, Gino, you know, they'll talk about how they're investing for three generations down the road. Yeah. So I guess just what's your take on the mentality of just being a little bit longer term thinker to think about true financial freedom and and how just small pivot from investing for today for investing three to five years from
2: now, how that can make all the difference. Josh, this is full disclosure. I was that guy week to week. I had a small business. So mm-hmm. anybody out there that says they can't do that, that's on them. You know, we see the world as we are, not as it is. That's mm-hmm. what the great Stephen Covey says. So I was seeing the world as a transaction. I always had the dopamine hit. I was hitting the likes on Instagram. That's the life I was leading every week. I got paid and I went to do it every week until 2008 hit. That was my pandemic and everything changed. And all of a sudden I'm working harder, making less. My mom owns the building at the restaurant. She's got three apartments upstairs. It's snowing outside. She's getting paid that week, that month, and I'm not getting paid. That's when it all changed for me. I said, something has to change because there are out there people out there making millions of dollars and I'm not one of them. So you have to become responsible, the ability to respond, I think. Then you have to have an epiphany and you have to change what Covey talks about your paradigms. What are your perceptions of the world? My perception was I need to get paid every week, right? But then when I saw that that didn't work anymore, well, let me go out and let me see what other successful people are doing. And fortunately I met Jake and I didn't need the real estate income. That was the, the, the key to me. I didn't need that on that first deal that $2,000 a month in cash flow. I had my job. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna start this side hustle and see how that works mm-hmm. and just take it slow and then proof of concept. After that first deal, we got our second deal three months later. Those two deals by, by month six, we're getting about, about six or seven grand a month in cash flow from those two deals. I'm like, dude, this works. I, you know, But how do I keep doing this, right? And I think that's what it is. Everyone out there who has fear, just understand fear is holding you back. I had a lot of fear. I've got six kids. So everyone's telling me. A lot of risk. Got to put food in the family. Once you have that fear, understand that that's holding you back. Once I got angry with my situation, everything changed for me because anger leads to action. That's what it did for me. So if you're out there, it's okay to be afraid. Just acknowledge it. It's just part of your journey. Become clear. We don't lack motivation. We lack clarity and I was unclear beginning in multifamily, why multifamily, but I promise you, once you put that first asset on the contract, that first con- asset under the contract, then you're like, you know what? It's starting to work. It's starting to make sense for me, that proof of concept. And then th- opportunities come abound. Then people are gonna say, well, how do I find money for the next deal? Let's worry about this deal right now. Let's get this deal on the contract. Then you know what? People are gonna come knocking and going, hey, what do you do? You're in real estate? How do I do that? That's yeah. how life works. Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing?
0: We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and want to finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at JoshKentwellCoaching dot com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com dot com forward slash podcast. You know, Gino, it's funny. I don't know. Uh- Back in my childhood, I listened to Eazy-E a lot, you know, N-W-A. <laughs> Dude, yes. Uh, so there's a quote look, from eazy You Eazy-E. look about my
1: age, so yeah, yeah so I yeah. Get you. There's a quote
0: from Eazy-E that um, wasn't in one of his songs, but it was something I read. And it, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to botch it, but it was something along the lines of, um, you know, there's two types of fear. There's the fear that stops you, the fear that gets in front mm-hmm. of you and stops you from achieving your goal. And then there's the fear that pushes you from behind. Mm-hmm. where it's the fear of kind of staying where I'm at. It's the fear of yes. not accomplishing my goals. It's the fear yes. of, man, I could be so much more. I could be such a bigger, better yes. version of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let this fear push me from behind. So you obviously work with a lot of students. You guys got huge events. You, know, you guys got an event coming up in October. You're going to have 500 people there and probably more. You've had massive events in the past. You you mentor a lot of people. You're an authority in multifamily. How can people use this fear or overcome the fear? What is some natural uh, challenges that people are experiencing when we're first getting started, and what kind of advice do you give to them? Uh, you know, going and just doing the deal. Yes, we understand if you do the deal, makes sense. That's going to help overcome the fear. But is it is it maybe partnering with somebody that's got more experience? What are some like tactical things that they could do? understanding that fear is not going to go away. It's about taking action, accomplishing things, even though the fear is there. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Great question. Let me answer the first part that I think everyone on this podcast should do if they haven't done. Explore your values. Use Stephen Covey's second principle. Start with the end in mind. What Mm. do you want people to say about you in your funeral when you when you were talking about that fear it really struck a chord with me because I never could put it in words like the way you did. I didn't want that was all from
0: easy e by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well
2: easy e thank you because I yeah. didn't know I didn't know how to I didn't want my, I didn't want to let my kids down. When I was at the restaurant I was gliding I wasn't growing I was dying and I wasn't being the role model that I should be to them. I'm going to work working hard I'm hating work. I don't want my kids to grow up In that environment, I want them to see dad go to work, love work, crush work, be successful. And that was the fear that was driving me. So what are your values? My values when I'm, you know, hopefully long time from now, everyone's gonna be talking about Gino, great mentor, great person, love to work with him, was always there for his kids. Now, I bring that back to today. How do I empower that today? And that's why I got into multifamily because I can build that business. I can affect tons of people. Now, the tactical part, listen, success leaves clues out there. Don't do what I did back in 2005 when I got into a mobile home park space. I had a few extra bucks. I jumped in head first. Great. Great taking massive action, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't mm-hmm, know due diligence mm-hmm. and I lost a ton of money. I can blame the guy, my partner. He sucked. He was a criminal. But that's okay. I have to take responsibility because it was me who didn't take the education. So the first thing before you get into any endeavor, get massively educated. Make sure, number one, that that's what you want to do. Like right now, I'm fully locked into multifamily. There aren't that many deals out there. I'm not going to jump to crypto, although I have some money in crypto. I'm not going to go to a different space because I love this venue. And there's so many different ways that we make money through multifamily. So Mm -hmm. be committed to it. Don't have the shiny object syndrome where you're jumping around from one niche to the next and you don't really master one. So you have to commit yourself. And it may take you, it took Jake and I 18 months to find that first deal. So the next part I would say is find a partner out there, an accountability partner. Someone's going to say to you, you know what? Today was rough. But let's keep trugging on. Hey, Jake, how many brokers did you call today? You didn't call any. Well, maybe we should call a couple. When you partner with somebody, you have that accountability. Guess what? You're not going to let that person down. You're going to let yourself down. But I ain't letting yeah. Jake down. You know, I've been on call since eight thirty this morning with Jake. I'm not letting him down. You know what I mean? That's the that's the reality. So, clarity, accountability learning the space. Then the next part is you got to go out there and you got to take action. Heck yeah. How do you do it by taking action? You got to figure out market. What market are you going to invest in? When you're starting out, one market. Don't go three, four markets. Go deep. You really want to learn that one market because you got to meet the brokers. You, uh, you have to get the relationships right you have to understand the valuations in the market and you got to get deal flow and by getting deal flow you're going to be you're going to be calling brokers and you're going to be calling direct to owners but you once you're in that market you understand and you start making connections that's how you start getting deal flow in this business whether it's a 5 unit or it's a 500 unit same principle learning the market and then from there listen you're going to have to source there's two things in this business you're either going to be sourcing deals or you're going to be sourcing capital let mm-hmm. everybody know what you're doing out there whether you're the pizza guy I found my partner to date. His name is Mike from our our second deal. I'm sitting out front in the pizzeria. I've got pizza sauce in my shirt. Mike sits down. He's a very intelligent hedge fund dude. Sits down. He starts talking about China and oil and gold. And I go right back and hit him right back. And he looks at me. He goes, who are you? he never knew me. He only knew me as the pizza guy. Don't be afraid. And that's where the opportunity shows up. You all think it's lucky when something happens. I put in years and years of work to understand and know what I knew at that point. And I attracted Mike because Mike needed something. So it's value for value. I provided Mike value. He was buying two and a half million dollar homes, single family homes up in Connecticut, renting them out. He thought that was a great model. When I showed him the multifamily model, his (laughs) mind almost exploded, right? But I'm talking about rubs and I'm talking about you know, you, you lost the lease. And he's like, dude, hold on a second. Let's try it. And that's the thing. You got to be ready. You got to be able to provide value out there. So th- those, I mean, I went all over with tactical, but I think you get the point. You really yeah. need to know what you're talking about. You really need to provide value and you really need to focus on this niche long term.
0: Yeah, Gino. Now, listen, that's great advice. I appreciate that. Now I know before we got started with this interview, we were talking about some deals and the market is tight right now. So I'd love mm-hmm. to hear your take, your opinion on what you're actually seeing in the market. You guys are looking for deals every day. Deals are tougher to come by because there's a lot of money in the system. What is your thought on the current market? Where do you think it's kind of going in maybe the next year to three years? And then that's secondly, let's talk about this deal that you guys just bought because I think that will that'll lead us to that discussion about the deal you just bought. So, what are your thoughts sure. on today's market? What's working and what's not?
2: It's really hard because the delta between what sellers are willing to sell and what buyers are willing to pay—it's still big right now. And, and yeah. the brokers are still in the sellers' ears, and something has to go. Right? We thought the moratorium would end; it hasn't ended. It has—it has really, you know, really continued. What I see right now is in certain markets, multifamily is great. You still have job growth down in the Southeast, in Arizona, certain areas, of Texas. Those markets, I don't think are going to slow up. I don't think cap rates are going to, going to rise anytime no, soon because no, there's so either. much there's so much money out there. And all the experts said rents would slow down. Rents are growing. Rents in Tennessee are up 5% in Knoxville because there's the, there's, the, there's the job growth and the population growth. So I see prices still being a little bit hard. I like the smaller assets, as we were talking about, the 20, 30, 40, 50 units. We like to say valuation through operation not renovation. In this part of the market cycle, you need to know the three pillars of real estate. And in this part of the market cycle, be wary of buying those assets that are really old, those you know four cap C properties with a ton of capex, unless you're paying a really good price for them. They're yeah. overpriced right now. So if you're buying them at a certain price, having to put a ton of capital in and all of a sudden the market decides to turn, well, if you don't have long-term fixed rate financing and your strategy isn't to buy and hold for the long-term, guess what? You may be catching a falling knife. So just be aware of where you are in the market cycle, in the markets that you're looking at. And, you know, Now's the time to maybe lock in that long rate, long-term fixed-rate financing because rates, interest rates, may come up because I see inflation as the big problem for the middle class right now because yeah. we're printing a ton of money and hey, gas is already three bucks a gallon. It's up almost you know forty percent since you know since Biden took over. I'm not going to blame him. I, I saw it going at that that place right now. But when you pump four trillion dollars into the system, that money's sitting around. So there is opportunity in the smaller assets Now, the bigger assets. They're they're going to be bid up. If you're looking to scale into that, you really need to have the long game. You really need to have to get into the brokers. You really need to create those relationships with those brokers.
0: Yeah. Gino, talk about the small deals. So when I look at like where the brokers play primarily mm-hmm. in those 75 to 100 units and up, and then the mom and pop game is like 75, 50 units and under, and our model is really built off of uh, having 200 units in an area because yes. we know with about 200 units, it could be separate buildings or all one yep. complex, but about 200 units allows us to have a full-time property manager, probably a property manager and a half or, or two property managers, at least two yep. maintenance guys. So we got full-time staff, full-time leasing office, you got enough space there to have that, some amenities and things like that. So we're willing to buy like the 40 unit buildings and the 62 unit buildings. I looked at a 23 unit building last week because it's helping us round out a portfolio to 200 units in a certain location. So just talk a little bit more about your opinion of these smaller mom and pop deals where the brokers aren't playing and where there isn't this big institutional money.
2: I love your strategy because that's simply what we're doing at 200 units. Everybody, you know, Josh makes a fantastic point. The property manager is going to be tapped out at, once they go above 200 units. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of heavy lifting for them to do. So you're going to have a property manager and an assistant. But our our offices are structured around 200 units each. So we have like five different offices in Knoxville because we 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 saw that at one point one of our one of our offices had 350 units. It was too much. Getting overwhelmed, not doing the work orders, not calling back the residents. So I. I love that. Now, technology, Josh. We're a little slow with the technology, but technology is going to have a huge play with these smaller assets. You're going to have remote, you know, maintenance. You're going to have, you know, smart locks where you're able, you're going to be able to actually open doors without being on property. You're going to be doing virtual tours, virtual leasing. A lot of that's going to help a lot of these bigger operators get into our little space. That's yeah, the problem. What's yeah. going on? I see that happening right now, and we're going to adopt it. So this 48 unit deal that we bought was about 20 units away from one of our other assets. So what we did is it had 48 units and it had an off. Office. That office, we've converted it into two units. We've got a 1,200-square-foot two-bedroom, which we're going to get 1,200 bucks a month. And that studio That's is going to be 600 bucks. So it's another $1,800 a month in revenue, another 20 grand a year. At a six cap, what is that? Another 400 grand in value that we've added on that property. We're able to do that because our main office is 20 minutes away. So we're going to be leasing out of that office. So I love these small. And the two deal types, I should have mentioned this. The two deal types that we're really looking at right now, deal type A is that smaller or even larger heavy lift. You're going in there. You're not getting any cash flow day one. Cap rates don't mean anything, right? It doesn't mean what the hell you're buying on a cap rate. You're basically, the the, the whole thing, uh, formula would be what your stabilized uh, would be what your stabilized NOI is going in afterwards. If your cap rate is higher than what the market is, once you stabilize it, then go ahead and do it. Funny, that's the hairy one, right? The second one that we're looking at, deal type B, it's really something down the fairway between a seven to ten percent cash on cash return, Fannie, Freddie agency kind of debt, and that's the kind of deal we've got locked up. We're closing an eighty unit deal in the next two to three weeks. We love that deal. We're we're not overpaying, but if you told me we'd be paying this two years ago, I'd be like, I had not paying that price. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? It, it's funny because Amazon's building right next door. Rents are gonna really gonna go up to about a thousand bucks a month. we nine seventy five and a thousand bucks a month, and we see that inflation and that rent growth in that market. So we see the long term. We see the cost segregation benefits we're gonna get from the property. It's a nicer build, townhomes, brick, a lot less capex requirements on this property. It's really well maintained. So that's a little bit more of the fairway down the fairway kind of property. So you've got those two. Deal types right now, I think, in our part of the market cycle. Now, as things yes. start loosening up, hopefully we get those C's coming up, those C properties, those cap rates, maybe you know, rise a little bit. And we can jump back into that part.
0: My newest and most powerful real estate investing book, The Flip System, is now available. And for a limited time, you can grab your free copy at getflipsystem.com forward slash podcast. Using the same proven principles, secrets, and investing strategies I'm sharing in this book, I've been able to personally close over 750 highly profitable real estate deals over the last 15 years, make over 400 private lender loans, raise over $30 million of private money, and acquire over 2,000 units of apartments. Get my newest book now for free for a limited time at GetFlipSystem.com slash podcast. That's GetFlipSystem.com slash podcast. It's funny you said that because I literally closed out a 220 unit yesterday that was deal type A. Heavy lift, the guy owned it for the last four years, didn't right. do a lot of work to it. Guy's from Pittsburghs, great guy. But mm-hmm. he hasn't really done much because it's about a three hour drive for him. And he was never able to get like the CapEx team and the economies of scale because this was his only asset here in the Cleveland area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the deal I just underwrote this morning was your deal type B. Like it's already <laughs> stabilized, it could use uh-huh. some new cabinets, but it's 99% occupied. Grab it, cash flows on day one, permanent financing down the fairway. The returns aren't as high, the rent bumps aren't as much. But it's more of that like hold for four to seven years. That's right. Cash flow on day one and not a lot of management headaches, not a lot of capex. So there's room for both. You just got to prep yourself. And they're really different types of teams to manage those two Josh, types. Of
2: do you things. mind if I mention one thing? I should have mentioned one thing. Yeah, we, we, we can only do one or two of those heavy lifts a year because we're vertically integrated. We got about 60 people on our property management team. We actually have a CapEx crew. We just started a flooring crew about six months ago, which is freaking nice. awesome because paint. Flooring and supplies. Those are the
1: three, bro, right
2: there. So we, we finally took flooring in house. So it's a big saver, right? And when you're turning a unit, it's really great. But those heavy lifts, we can do one to two a year. After that, we start stressing out the whole, the whole you know, team. So we have to be very cognizant, very wary. Because when you're doing in-house property management, hey, you can't buy three or four thousand units a year. At least we can't right now. We don't have the scalability yeah. to implement those systems. So one or two hairy deals a year. And then if we can buy those ones that are seven to 10%, because listen, it's coupon clipping, but you're getting the inflation hedge, you're getting yes. the principal pay down, and you're also getting those cost segregation benefits mm-hmm. as well.
0: Heck yeah. Great stuff, Gino. Listen, so let's uh before I jump into the final five, let me just ask you one thing. So you've learned a lot. Like you've mentored a lot of people. You've you've done 1,600 units or more. You guys are adding more all the time. You probably think about your younger former self, like young Gino and some of the mm-hmm. things. Like, you know, young Gino thought he was great and a big ego ran the pizza shop and all this great stuff. But you've learned a lot along the way. So mm-hmm. what is just one or two pieces of advice you think that you would pass along to to the younger, former Gino, or some of our audience that's maybe getting going, or maybe it's entrepreneurial advice or just leadership advice. What are a couple of things that stand out? Some of your best lessons you've learned along your entrepreneurial journey?
2: That is a great question. I mean, the first thing is the more I invested in myself, the better I became. And I wish everyone, when they got out of college or went into college, went into personal development and did some kind of life coaching fantastic when you invest in yourself that's why i'm so invested in education that's why i love the jake and gino brand because we're lifelong educators we, i mean i jake and i probably spent over half a million bucks in the last three to four years to get coached on scaling a business no one's born knowing how to scale a business no one's born being a great salesperson or being All a great right. presenter you need to invest in yourself so I want everyone to shift their mind, their paradigm on, you know what, I'm not spending on my education. I'm not spending on myself. I'm investing in myself. That's the Mm -hmm. first thing. And I think the second thing is I love all the listeners really to focus on their financial freedom because once you become financially free, something weird really happens. All of a sudden, the thought of money and making money is not as prevalent. It's not in my mind as much anymore. I'm not chasing money right now. I'm chasing yeah. opportunities. And that's Fungan. really hard to fathom. But when you're on that hamster wheel, and you're working out, can I do a food drive? I can barely pay my own bills. How am I going to go and do yeah. a food drive? That's not possible, <laughs> right? But now that I can divert some of my resources and some of my assets and some of my my mind to that to that function, I can do it. So everybody out there, try to become financially free. And if not become financially free, <clears throat> don't always think about money. Create yourself a budget, live within your means and try to expand those means. Don't always worry about the expenses. Worry about how we're going to grow that income because once we grow that income, man, and control where that income goes, that's one of the best things in life. Love it, man. It's just a
0: mindset, right? Of pursuing long-term personal freedom instead of pursuing mm-hmm. the next transaction. That's fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. So Gino, the final five <clears throat> looks like this. Let's fire away. Take a couple seconds to answer each one. Here we go. So number one,
2: your favorite way to find deals. Deal dogs. We have guys getting on the phone, calling brokers to direct. It's been working the last six months. Love it. We call the deal dogs. Deal dogs. Love it. Favorite way to find money for deals. Host events. Go on webinars. MM4. Go there. You're going to have 500 people in the audience. You're going to be raising capital from them. Perfect. Favorite book you ever read? I have so many, but uh, you know, the last one that I read in the last six months, which I had never read before, I don't know why. Stephen Covey's Seven Habits. You got to read that book, everybody. You got to. It's character ethic versus personality ethic. And character ethic is all about the long term. You know, it's flash in a pan. It's great being showy, but you need to have principles. You need to have morals. You need to have core values. And if you have that, you can build off of that foundation. Love it.
0: Gino, favorite place to vacation
2: or to decompress? It's crazy. I live in St. Augustine, Florida. I moved from New York four years ago. So I pinch myself every day. I feel as if I'm on vacation every day. I'm literally 300 feet from the beach. So when I want to decompress, I go offshore and I just do a little fishing offshore. So I don't know nice. to go anywhere. Not too far.
0: We'll have to go deep sea fishing sometime. i love to deep oh, sea fish. Dude,
1: that'd be awesome.
0: I got hooked on deep sea fishing, Gino, when my, when my 10-year-old daughter Caught a barracuda that was about as big as she was, dude. That was yeah. kick, that was pretty kick butt, man. <laughs> I was I was hooked after that. Uh-huh. Last and final question, Gino is who do you think is the most impactful mentor that you ever had, and why? Why did they have such
2: a big impact on your life? I mean, I, I guess you might get this from a lot of people, but my dad was in a certain kind of way, uh, an Italian immigrant. He was a hard worker, and he never made excuses. He was sick a lot of his life had you know ulcers and all. He he worked in the restaurant, had a business. And I never heard him say, can't go to work. He just strapped it up and he worked hard. And I think a lot of good things come out of hard work.
0: Yeah. My wife's uh, dad is an immigrant Italian barber Mm -hmm. and uh, he's 85 years old. He's doing really well. And, you know, he's got like little things, little health issues. Never bring it up. Mm -hmm. Never mention it. Dude Mm -hmm. only cares about his family. And like, he's the most selfless guy ever. So I imagine that's a lot like the way your dad was fantastic stuff. Gino, you guys got an event coming up M4. Tell us about it. Where can we get more information?
2: Multi mastery live for October 23rd and 24th. It's the Gaylord Palms in Orlando. So if you guys are all out there making plans, I mean, Disney is five minutes away from there. October the 20th, it's beautiful down in Florida in Disney. I mean, it's in MM Three, we had 500 people. I, I'm we're, we're going to be walking into 500 people on this one. We're going to have panels. Uh, we're going to have sponsors, booths. It, it's just it's just an awesome. I, I mean, I think people want it. I think people just want to get out and go to an event. The place is massive. There's going to be so much room. there. So I'm 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 excited. It's it's yeah. about time. I missed last year. This year, let's bring it on.
0: Yeah. And it's about time you and I and Jake, we hung out um, face-to-face. To. We've been on webinars and calls yeah. together. It's about time we, we connected face-to-face. So I look forward yeah. to being there. Guys, check it out. Go to jakeandgino.com for more information. Gino had an absolute blast on this interview. Thanks for joining us today on Accelerated
2: Investor. Josh, thanks for having me. Take care, everyone.
0: Hey, Josh here. And do you want to win a free Accelerated Investor t-shirt? All you have to do is give Accelerated Investor, our podcast, Accelerated Investor, a rating and a review on iTunes, okay? Do that now. Then send us a screenshot on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. What we're going to do then is every week we're going to pick our favorite rating and review, and we're going to send that person a free t-shirt and maybe, again, some other cool, fun stuff as well from Accelerated Investor. Again, don't forget to take a screenshot. Leave a rating, review, take a screenshot, send it to us so we know exactly who you are. And then once a week, every week on the podcast, we will announce a new winner. Don't forget to take a screenshot and send it to us so we know exactly who you are. We'll announce a new winner every week.
1: You are just listening to the Accelerated Real Estate Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. If you enjoyed this episode and learned something new, help us build our community by leaving a review and five-star rating on our iTunes podcast channel. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode. To see passive investing opportunities, visit freelandventures.com slash passive. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed of with multifamily apartments, apply for one-on-one coaching with Josh at joshcantwellcoaching.com.